from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. It's 5 p.m. 5 p.m. You're stuck working and disconnected from the sports world. What the hell is going on? Don't sweat it. The OG will catch you up on the biggest stories, the latest developments, and let you know who said something dumb on social media today. I just tweeted it. What's trending is now on the OG. Alongside Joe Giglio, I'm Joe Obius. Dennis Cox is the producer of this program. Baker Mayfield delivered that Amazon Prime last night in a win over the Raiders. Although I think last night was more about the Raiders than it was about Baker Mayfield. Got some aces and hoops this weekend and an update on the World Cup. Let's log on to the internet, shall we? It's brought to you by GEICO. you got a choice of ways you can save on car insurance. Call 1-800-947-AUTO. Go online to GEICO.com or stop by the GEICO office nearest you. Let's get it. NC State kicker Christopher Dunn won the Lou Groza Award last night, which goes to the top kicker in the country. Congratulations to Chris Dunn. However, he is not the first Wolfpack kicker to win that prestigious award. Oh, our next guest joining us right now on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline, Mark Promonti in 1996 won the Groza Award. Didn't miss a kick. Mark Promonti, show us the beautiful Groza Award. I know it's in your room there. It's going to be right here. (laughs) You can see on the side, she needs a little paint job. uh, We had about five years where she stayed out in the the garage and uh, because it didn't fit the decor of the house. And uh, I need to get a... uh, I need to get a touch up on that real quick because it's uh it's uh what 25 26 years old now it's due for a due for a little tune up didn't fit the decor of the house you work the decor of the house around the groza come on now exactly sometimes you win sometimes you lose and uh <laughs> the wife's it. always right so. no 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 I, I get that i get that uh, so all right 96 mark didn't miss a kick 24 24 extra points 20 and 20 on field goals so Clearly, Mark, that means that during NC State game broadcasts, the announcers never once mentioned that you haven't missed a kick this year. Yeah, they they did not. They didn't bring that up. And at that time, I hate to say it, uh, it did happen. You know, we were three and eight, three and eight, two years. So there wasn't, you know, there wasn't a whole bunch of not to say bright spots, but, you know, we uh, and I also feel like I wasn't getting, you know, all the opportunities that I should have gotten because we were down in so many games, unfortunately. Um, I hate to say that. I mean, I'm, I'm NC State through and through, but yeah, they uh, the jinx was not put on me, and I'm glad it wasn't because um, we know how those things can end sometimes. I'm pretty sure though that Maryland game from '96 mark is the one that was infamously in, on the wire, the game that was shown on the wire. So you also have that going for you. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And that's where it's an interesting uh, uh, spin with with uh, Chris winning the award this year. And then how, now here we go. We're playing, you know, one of the one of the teams that just left the ACC, and we're playing them in a bowl game here in a couple of weeks. So hopefully, uh, hopefully the boys will come down to, come down to Charlotte and and uh, and do what they need to do and put the beat down on Maryland. It's all full circle, Mark Pomani. Yes, it is. 1996 it is. Lou Groza Award winner. Uh, before we let you leave, what what do you think of Chris Dunn? Is he? Can you say that he is the best kicker in school history? Is that something that even you can say? Uh, uh, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say he isn't. Yeah, I mean, he's for what he's done. 
Um, you know, a lot of guys come in with a lot of hype, um, as he did. And just to, to cap it, I talked to him earlier today and just to cap it off the way he did, you know, it's just an amazing career. I mean, it, you know, how many games he kept us in, um, he's just an amazing kicker. I mean, you know, he's a more amazing person. So yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I wouldn't be mad at that if, if he's, if, if he's, uh, the goat for NC state, I, I'd be okay with that. Mark, appreciate it, man. Thanks for showing off the grows too. Go get that thing a paint job. Shine it up. <laughs> Thanks, guys. You guys have a good day. All right. Mark Permanta here on the OG, former Groza Award winner. Next up. One of the four, all of the four, or half of the four. It's been a day in the World Cup. Started out with Brazil and Croatia. That goes to penalty kicks. Croatia wins in penalty kicks 4-2 after uh, they had tied things up one apiece in the uh, in going to overtime. And then after that, the Netherlands comes back from a 2-0 deficit. They tie things up. They go to penalty kicks, but Argentina pulls it through. You know why? Because your boy Messi, who you've been taunting, like, oh now, oh, now he's making penalty kicks. He got things going for Argentina. They pulled it out. So on one side of the bracket, and they'll play at 2 o'clock on December 13th. That's next Tuesday. You've got Argentina and Croatia. Tomorrow, we got the other side of the bracket that will get figured out. We got England and France at 2 o'clock. But earlier in the day, we're going to have Morocco and Portugal. Yeah, that England-France one is a, is a big one for many, 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 mm-hmm. many, many reasons. Not just me, but... That's the one people wanted. want to see. France won the cup last time. No one's ever won the cup in consecutive tournaments. So might be a curse, might not be. Who knows? But we'll see. Mbappe, definitely the best player in this tournament. Next up. Almost feels like college basketball season, Joe. We got ACC contest tomorrow. NC State's at Miami on the road. After dropping their ACC opener to Pittsburgh, they try to get on the right side of the ledger. We also have North Carolina trying to end a four-game losing streak. And coming off of that loss at Virginia Tech, they host Georgia Tech in Chapel Hill. Something tells me we won't have to worry about a losing streak or the Tar Heels after Saturday. You sure about that? I feel good about them coming back home. They haven't played at home since November 20th. Yeah. Like people are concerned about this losing streak, but let's get back home. I'm with you. Let's on that. see. Let's you know you know where you shoot the ball the best at home. At home, yeah. You know where your supporting players like a Puff Johnson well, is probably going to have a better game, and he, I don't think he's even been able to play at the Smith Center yet. At home, here's my question: Are you going to the game on Saturday? I want to just to see Josh Passner. Mm-hmm. That will not be in my schedule on Saturday. Could you do? Do they do Zoom still, right, for Carolina? I'll have to check. Check if they on the do, Zoom. I'll hop on the Zoom for Josh, yeah. Because I feel like you need to hop on Zoom at the very least and ask Josh Pastner, hey, last year around That's this right. time. He delivered the prognostication of all prognostications. He said Carolina was a Final Four team, and we all kind of laughed at him, especially after he says they're a Final Four team and they get crushed by Kentucky right after that. Right. But Josh they Pastner. play like a Final Four against against you, Josh. Yes, but he was right though. No, he, he was, and we had him on this program, we did. and we told him, "Hey, man, we owe you some flowers and pizza." He wanted pizza, and he, and he said he was disparaging pizza in the triangle. But we we have a spot for him now. Yeah, he, he said that John Calipari was disparaging pizza sure. in the triangle. We and just haven't taken him to the right. He spots. followed Calipari at uh, Memphis. Yeah, so we'll have to uh, make sure that 
we'll, we'll have to make sure he gets to a place that he can have good pizza here in the triangle. Next up. Number two. Over to the PNC Arena, where on January 10th, that's a Tuesday, the Carolina Hurricanes are going to have a North Carolina night. Now, it's not the first time they've done these North Carolina nights. They've done uh, you know, local stuff in the past, local beers, local T-shirts, that kind of stuff. But this, this night, this is the big one, all part of the 25th anniversary of the Carolina Hurricanes, and they're going to honor the Ice Caps. You might not be familiar with the Ice Caps, that's because you didn't listen to a brief history of triangle sports. Clearly, the Ice Caps were an ECHL team that played at Dorton Arena from 1991 through 1998. They got out of town because the Carolina Hurricanes finally came to town. But the Ice Caps were a big reason why the NHL was interested in this market because the Ice Caps had a very loyal following. And it's great to see that the Carolina Hurricanes are going to be honoring that team by wearing warm-up jerseys that are ice caps jerseys and what does tom dundon love more than winning Ooh, more more than winning <laughs> uh making a few dollars off of a uh, off the winning off the winning yes. okay there yes. you go he loves winning he tied that one nicely he loves winning but he loves making money off that winning and they're gonna sell ice caps merch at the eye ahead of this game and my credit card is ready because i just had this conversation with kelly about hey it's been a year. We probably need to cut back on some buckle spending. Buckle down. Yeah. Buckle down. You know, not, 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 you know what? I'm not going to buy as many records. I'm going to dial some of the frivolous spending back. Maybe I won't find a vintage ACC shirt to wear to ACC tournament in Greensboro. But then I saw they're selling ice caps gear at the eye. All bets are on. Buying all the gear. Love to see that. Again, check out Brief History of Triangle Sports. Wherever you get your podcast. I had a lot of fun putting the Ice Caps one together. If they truly wanted to honor the Ice Caps, Julio, they would actually play the game in a fog. Definitely in a fog and maybe just get dressed in like in a cinder block outdoor outhouse. You also need to you also need to have a lot of fights on January yeah. 10th. It has and to be cheap nothing, nothing but fights. Yeah, we, hey, wait a second. This is this is Dundon's opportunity to give us back our uh, Storm Brews. Give me back my $5 <laughs> Storm Brews and give me lots of fights if you truly want to honor the ice caps. Also, just turn off the central air unit in PNC. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. The, the true conditions. Um, on a serious note, Sebastian Ajo didn't make it on the ice today, meaning he's not going to make the second part of this road trip. Just, you know, record oh, keeping here. What like, a wonky like actual, road trip. Like an actual serious conversation. Like they're back here. home. I saw the Canes corner. Marty yep. Natchez was out there. Yep. Great for everyone who went out there and, and participated. I know, you know, after COVID, it's been nice to have the Canes Corner, like the actual real Canes Corner back, not just the podcast. Next up. The number one story of the day. We're number one. We're number one. Baker Mayfield had a 98-yard game-winning drive for the Rams yesterday, just days after he was released by the Carolina Panthers on Monday. Sure, we could commend Baker Mayfield for a hell of a week. And staying ready for the Rams. But no, 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 no. This is sports talk, ladies and gentlemen. And we got to find out what it means. Next. Thursday Night Football, Rams and Raiders. Yesterday, when I told Jillio, hey, man, it's really likely that Baker Mayfield is going to play tonight for the Rams. You were like, I didn't believe you. Like, nah, come on now. But Rams quarterback situation is pretty dire. Even John Wolford, who was questionable for the game, hadn't really practiced, 
So would you rather take a guy who's healthy and at least been around the Panthers program and bring him on after a couple days of getting to know the offense or a dude who's hurt? So they went Baker instead, and it paid off game-winning drive. Here's Baker Mayfield on that 98-yard game-winning drive. Yeah, um, I don't know if you can write it any better than that. Obviously, we'd like to be a little bit more stress-free, but um, it's, it's a pretty damn good story, I'll be honest with you. So it's, uh, it's special. Sean McVay, his new head coach with the L.A. Rams, was asked about how prepared was Baker last night? You should see his notebook and how quickly he got himself up to speed. But it was one practice. You know, we had a ten, we had two ten play periods. Uh, you know, whatever it would be on a Friday on Tuesday, and uh, or no on Wednesday. So yesterday and made some throws and was able to do some different things. I mean. I just can't say enough about how impressed I am with just the command, the comfort, even just the operation. I mean, being able to just call the plays within the 40-second play clock or even 25 seconds out of a clock stoppage. or It, it was uh, – I mean, it, it's – I'm still kind of like, what the hell's going on right now? So <laughs> That's Sean McVay, head coach of the L.A. Rams. So I want to – can we process what Sean McVay said? If I were to ask you, who do you feel – has a more complicated or robust way of going about things, Sean McVay's teams or Matt Rule's third season as head coach of the Carolina Panthers? Uh, well, I mean, certainly trying to figure it out after one day, it's Sean McVay. I find it funny that we spent an entire preseason hand-wringing over can Baker understand the offense? Why doesn't he just get the start? Well, you know, he's got to acclimate himself to what's going on. You know, Sam, Sam's been here. Baker hasn't. It's going to take him a while to get up to speed. What did Sean McVay just say about literally being there for two days? Had a pretty good grasp on things. You're telling me that Ben McAdoo's offense under Matt Rule is too complicated for Baker Mayfield to understand over a course of several weeks? The one thing I noticed, too, is if somebody struggles, which Baker Mayfield did, mm-hmm. throwing the ball past the line of scrimmage, a lot of his passes with the Panthers early this season were knocked down. And you're sitting here going, what is going on? The one thing I noticed very early, very first pass attempt of the game, is a play fake, rolls Baker Mayfield out, he steps up into a throwing lane, has a clear throwing lane, gets confidence on that very first throw, Joe. Because he didn't start the game. Walford actually did start the game. Mm-hmm. But he comes in and... You know what he did after that? It was, oh, these are all things I'm familiar with. Now I've got some confidence. I'm not sitting. If Can you imagine what happened if he either threw a pick on the first play or it was batted oh, geez, down? It would, have been, it would have been game over for Baker Mayfield. Everybody would have had a field day on that. So Sean McVay obviously knows what he's doing if the Super Bowl wasn't a giveaway. Mm-hmm. But, you know, smart usage of Baker Mayfield. It's a difficult situation. You still have to give Baker Mayfield the credit for being the one leading the 98 yards. Like, like Al Michaels was joking, like, now he needs to go over to Van Jefferson and introduce himself. <laughs> because on that first play, he throws it to him, and he goes, well, he, he probably has no idea who he is. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think it's, to me, the point of last night is to commend Baker Mayfield. Yes. Given the situation, having been released by the Panthers on Monday and playing in this football <laughs> game last night and yeah. helping them win the game, like, you have to commend him. It's a great story. As you said, you couldn't script it any better. But here's what we're not going to do, all right? What we're not going to do is act as though Baker Mayfield was, wasn't was bad on the Panthers or that did the Panthers make a mistake 
in releasing Baker Mayfield. No, they didn't make a mistake. Clearly, he is not in their future plans, and it was never really all that costly to bring him on. So they cut their losses, and they're going to go forward with Sam Darnold and P.J. Walker. And that also doesn't mean anything for P.J. Walker and Sam Darnold. They're also not going to be with this Panthers team in the future. Sam Darnold is not the future franchise quarterback. P.J. Walker is a decent backup who actually did a pretty good job so far for the Carolina Panthers. But there, I find it strange. I guess there's nothing left for you to talk about when you're left to discuss Sam Darnold versus Baker Mayfield on December 12th. Wait, wait, no, what's today's date? December 9th, okay? That's what we're debating. That debate's been settled. Neither of them. There is no, the answer is none. It's not an either-or proposition anymore. So I find it kind of strange that Panther fans are out here relitigating, like, well, maybe they should have released Sam Darnold and not Baker Mayfield. It didn't matter. It didn't matter at this point. The other thing that I kind of find funny here is that the Rams now have to answer the question about, well, is Baker Mayfield your future? Like I was watching this on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max this morning, and Max Kellerman is bringing up this conversation about, well, you know, Matt Stafford's hurt, and, you know, Baker Mayfield just came in. He looked pretty good. He's got this relationship with Sean McVay. I mean, did they find their answer at quarterback? Did they, did they find their answer at quarterback? Do we really think that? I mean, maybe for a year because they don't have a first-round pick, right? So maybe they maybe they did, and they can get Baker Mayfield on the cheap because he understands where he is in the NFL. They still have Matt Stafford. Will He's on they? IR with concussion stuff. But I mean, still. there's some speculation that Stafford retires after this season, and that's why the Baker Mayfield point has been made. I would I would say you we want to commend Baker Mayfield. Yes, we should also condemn the Las Vegas Raiders. Well, because this is the second embarrassing loss that they've suffered in three weeks. And you're sitting here going, okay, you you lost to Jeff Saturday getting scooped out of the studio in Bristol. Mm-hmm. And now you lose to Baker Mayfield flying in and practicing once and suddenly coming in and orchestrating a 98-yard game-winning drive. With, let's be honest here, this is not the Rams' A-team, okay? Cooper Cup, not out there. Nope. Never had OBJ this year. The offensive line has been in shambles all year for the Rams as well. So this is this is like a true life example of my Gary Williams death rules, isn't it? Like, who would you want? You you probably want Sean McVay. Like, you literally can't pick the team. <laughs> You're getting guys out of the airport, and he still beats you. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff Saturday is not part of those rules, though. No, I don't think so. No, I will say this: I would flip the I, rules. Yes, yeah, Josh McDaniels is on the "you just might as well drink the cyanide" list. Well, what I'm saying is, is like, all right, you have you have to pick a coach to go up against where you think you have a legitimate chance at beating them. Pick one. I'm like, yeah. oh, that's easy. Give me Josh. Josh McDaniels. <laughs> Are you why? Like Jeff Saturday literally got out of a television set after tweeting the Raiders were horrible. And then prove that the Raiders are horrible. How do you come back from that? I would have fired Josh McDaniels that day after losing to Jeff yeah, Saturday. This is now the fourth time the Raiders have had a double-digit lead yep. at halftime and lost this year. That's basically impossible. You broke Derek Carr, man. You broke him. That man deserves better. You broke him. So, we got a new flip to your death rules. You need to survive. And the, the only survivor survive. rule, the Josh McDaniels survivor rules. Yeah, and yes. you, it's like you need to coach against somebody to survive. Who's it going to be against? Josh McDaniels. Easy. 
on the hockey database mm-hmm. website. Mm-hmm. They have the, me- the media guides, which most people are not familiar with. <laughs> right. Because they don't even make them anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have the media guides for each of the first, looks like, five years mm-hmm. for the ice caps. And you know you can't have a media guide without a slogan. Of course. Okay. I'll put my glasses on because this, the first slogan that I can read is from 95, 96. And it says, grab a piece of the action. <laughs> okay? <laughs> the next year, it's, you'll never guess how clever these hockey slogans can get now. You know when you go? Nope. No. The beginning of a new ice age. Oh, wow. And it's like a, a pure white cover ice. I love it. <clears throat> I love that. And then the last one from 97, 98. It looks, it's dark, so it's a contrast from the previous year. So you know it was probably the same communications team that put it together. Mm-hmm. Now it's dark, and there's two hockey pucks that look like eyes, and it's watch us. Oh, I like that. Watch us. I like that. Now, yesterday you tweeted out a picture of the wolf looking seemingly drunk. Mm-hmm. With PBRs. Uh, with PBR stacked. Uh, with the with the uh, schedule, yeah, for NC State football from seventy two, and basketball for the seventy two seventy three season, and people were like, "I want to get that T shirt." I'm looking at these covers here. I, I think you could sell a few of these, Probably. especially the the Watch Us one and grab a piece of the action. Well, they'll be they'll, they will be selling Ice Caps gear at the Eye for this North Carolina night on January tenth for the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, if I may plug. The Brief History of Triangle Sports Podcast I did this past summer. Uh, there is an episode that features the Raleigh Ice Caps. I talked to former Ice Caps captain Jim Powers. Jimmy is the owner of Piper's Tavern out in North Raleigh. He's still in the area. And Paul Strand, uh, is who is still in hockey youth development here in the Triangle, uh, he heads up the North Carolina Golden Bears. So uh, he played in the final season. Paul played in the in the final season for the Ice Caps before moving on. And like the stories from from those ECHL days are really just filled with really three consistencies. the The type of hockey was a lot of fighting, right? They loved the boosters, basically the families that would take these guys in, because you got to imagine in the '90s making ECHL money wasn't a lot. So they were they essentially had a booster club. You think? Yeah, they had a booster club. They had people who took care of them, meals, all that kind of stuff. And then the other part of it is how sticking around here and the kind of the the community around the Ice Caps got these guys to stick around. And that's a consistency I've noticed with a lot of hockey players. They come here. Whether it was through the Ice Caps or they played with the uh, with the Hurricanes, and they uh, and they tend to stick around, so that's always good to see. Do you, do you like the the see, Dallas Stars see vintage jersey? Yeah, that one. Yeah, or do you like the one with the Capitol building in the logo? See, I like I like the older one, which was the Capitol building in the in the logo. I like that one. I like that. I one. like the Capitol building too, and I believe that's what the Hurricanes are going to be wearing. See if I can get that one up here. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that is what the Hurricanes are going to be wearing for the, for the thing. Yeah, that's the one I want. If you're watching on TV or whatever, that's I want the one with the actual capital, the original logo, ice caps on it. But I do, I do want them to actually 
go ahead. There, there it is. If you're watching on WRL Sports Plus, yeah. you can see the, that's pretty, uh, the logo. That's, I actually like that. That's a good one, man. Yeah. That's a, that, that, to me, is a good With logo. the R on the dome there. So I, I, it's funny. We are at a point now with jerseys and retro stuff where the 90s are back, right, on a variety of levels. So I was down in Tampa for my brother's wedding in November, and we decided on that Thursday when the remnants of Hurricane Nicole were pushing through, we said, well, screw it. It's going to rain in Tampa here for the foreseeable future, so let's go away from the storm. So we ended up going to Disney Springs, which is Disney's big shopping mall. And right now, Disney's in the throes of their 50th anniversary celebration. And every so often, they'll break out old gear from their previous anniversaries. They did the 10 anniversary. They're now entering the 20th anniversary gear from the 90s. And let me tell you, man, some stuff does not need to come back from the 90s. <laughs> All right? Just does not. But it's big with the kids because my 14-year-old saw some sweatpants with, like, the really gaudy 90s Disney font, and he's like, I must have these. They're selling this stuff in the eye, too. Now, there's a difference in the 90s. This is not me knocking the eye. They do a great job. I buy stuff there all the time. Uh, I highly recommend the Strutting Stormy. I bought that shirt. The minute they introduced that Strutting Stormy, I'm like, auto-purchase, right? But they've done. They've gone in on the faux retro, saved by the bell yes gaudiness yep. of the '90s. Jackson's got one of those. He got one, right? Yep. Here's the problem. That wasn't 1997. 1997. If you wanted to match 1997's aesthetic, I need some Carolina Hurricanes Jinko jeans. Like, did you see? Did you see the picture that NC State retweeted when the Milwaukee Bucks were playing the Charlotte Hornets and Antetokounmpo's brother? Yeah, yeah, was wearing a an NC State Wolfpack hoodie, a Nike one. So it was Chuck Amato yeah. era, right? Yeah, and he was wearing what amounted to Jinko jeans. I mean, these were these were not wide, these were not <laughs> loose, these were Jinkos, man. The only thing that was missing was a chain link belt. Or, I'm sorry, not a chain link belt, the chain, the, the chain the to your wallet. Yeah. Okay? With the studded belt. It was the only thing that was missing. When I saw Antacumpo in that outfit, I was I was flashing back to 1997 Bragal registration say, for freshman orientation. Big Bad Wolf getting in line. Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Headed up to the 5-0 after that? <laughs> so, anyway, I I don't know how to feel about this. I just feel old. Because 2022 has really been a year for you and me that it's been not just, like, signaled, not just hinted at. It's been in your face that your youth is now safe and retro. And it started with the Super Bowl. Because when you got Dr. Dre and Snoop and Eminem and 50 Cent to come out and do a Super Bowl halftime show, where we're not that far removed from the controversy of Justin Timberlake and Janet Jackson. Are you sure we're not that far removed? Are we? 19 yeah, years. Has it been almost 20 years? <laughs> it's about to be. Oh, three. Oh, geez. That was a different time. <laughs> my point is, my point still stands. Artists from death row who were used constantly for fear-mongering about, this is what your children are listening to. This is terrible for our society. And they were celebrated at the Super Bowl, and every single one of us was like, yes! And now I see this stuff. Some stuff doesn't have to come back. 
The Jinko jeans is the thing that I am flabbergasted by. You should have left. Like, don't make the same mistakes we did, kids. Did you ever have Jinko jeans? I had green jeans, but I never had Jinko jeans. Okay. My my brother-in-law had jeans with pant legs so wide you would have thought Fit it was two of them you you i could have hidden in there right if you oh, you, you talk about like when you were uh when you were a kid and your and your dad would use you as a booze mule yes to get you into uh, general's games into yeah. general's games imagine if those jeans were popular then um you could have brought a keg yeah a little pony keg easily serve a it beer right ball <laughs> a beer ball jeez Look that one up. <laughs> so I was going to say, he was like, what's a beer ball? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look that up. That was a thing at some point in time. Anyway, 